Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. It's time to do the news. Movie news, all the latest developments in film and TV. The last week, let's talk about Disney's big decline and how they're in trouble, as well as is Christian Bale coming back as Batman to the DCU, a huge rumor and gossip, basically, that's been spreading all over Twitter and social media, as well as some other things like AMC's ticket pricing, the Fast X trailer, and tons more to get into. Let's start with the box office, though, which was, you know, it's it's February, so movies, you know, go to die in this month. But we've had a couple of pretty good performers. We have Magic Mike's Last Dance open to $11 million for its opening weekend. And, you know, it's not getting great ratings, but hey, Magic Mike, he's still there. Uh, it has the worst critical and audience ratings, but it, it did make about the same as much as Magic Mike 2 made. That made $12 million in its opening weekend. However, the first film made like $40 million opening weekend and ended up making over $200 million globally, so it was a huge hit. And I think that's on this last legs, this franchise. I don't think... It doesn't seem like anyone's interested in it. They got a little juice out of it. They yeah, got a little... Squeeze a little, a little more. A little bit. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Channing Tatum got ripped again, <laughs> and they made another... They're going to make another 30 mil. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> a decent success. And then what's funny is number two and three at the box office this weekend are both James Cameron films. Avatar The Way of Water came in second with $6.5 million. But then the Titanic 3D re-release came in third place with 6.4 million like neck and neck these two Cameron movies it's pretty funny and they made this specifically for 3D re-release for the Valentine's weekend so it's already like getting making very good money for a re-release that's a great opening weekend i'm guessing it'll make about 25 to 30 million in its total run with the uh, Titanic can't wait to not see it in theaters <laughs> just kidding I, I love Titanic but yeah. i'm not seeing it again i don't think i've seen it like five times and you know i've seen i know it yeah, enough, yeah, yeah, I know it well enough. But yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see it in 3D. I don't know. Well, I mean, James did it, so Cameron did it, so maybe it looks great. Probably. He wouldn't release it if he didn't it think it looked good. for 3D. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it was not. And 80 next, for Brady's <laughs> in fourth place with 5.6 million. And I can uh, reference Janice Devaney here, Jay Nice. She saw it and almost walked out because she said it was <laughs> almost unbearable to watch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But it's making money. <laughs> I trust her opinion. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably not going to see it, even though I love Tom and those actors. And then in fifth place, to round out the top five, Knock at the Cabin had quite a drop from last weekend to $4.5 It looks like it's going to be one of the low end for M. Night Shyamalan box office grosses. Yeah, I'm surprised by that drop. I'm seeing it this week, so maybe it'll have some legs going on to the second and third week. We'll find out. But we had a bunch of trailers getting released, and we'll obviously have more at the Super Bowl Later today, there's a bunch of trailers dropping, and we'll be talking about specifically the Flash reaction on Tuesday, so you won't want to miss that episode, because that's probably the biggest trailer that's dropping besides Fast X Family <laughs> times 10. And I can't believe how far this franchise has come from boosting cars and racing to now more helicopters, Vin, Vin Diesel is Toretto just reversing out of a plane and <laughs> crashing into cars and taking out two helicopters that shoot ropes at his his charger and it's it's getting ridiculous and, and, Mich and Michelle Rodriguez is like jumping like 10 feet in the air doing like jump kicks and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what the fuck is going on with Fast and the Furious they it's, used to just boost cars it's a massive it's a massive cast now too I was shocked at how far they turned the dial to 
like 11 on this one. The, the only part ridiculous. that I liked was I saw Jason Statham. I'm like, okay, Jason Statham, let's go. Yeah, and Momoa, it looks like he's having a lot of fun, but like he's like licking blood off a knife. Like a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, like, what is this? Like, like he, cut, <laughs> he cut into pudding and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like they're setting up the story with another flashback of something that happened in the past and they wronged someone in the past and he's coming back for vengeance. And it looks like they did another Paul Walker uh, cameo as it looks like the film is going to open with a flashback sequence to Toretto and Chris. Is that his name? Paul Walker's name is Chris? Yeah. And they're pull- pulling off some heist. Look like they're stealing something from Momoa's character. And now Momoa is back for vengeance to uh, take what to uh, destroy Vin Diesel's family. It looks... I mean, fans of the franchise, I'm sure, are going to love it. I've just never... Brian I, O'Connor. Brian. Kid. Brian. Sorry, everyone. Other white guy name. <laughs> I've only seen the, the first three is all I've seen. <laughs> Sorry. And, I mean, it is what it is. It's Fast X. Yeah. But they had we talked. They had a huge like trailer event launch in Los Angeles. It was mm-hmm. like a Comic-Con for Fast and the Furious. They had props, and they had stars there. That's and cool. Some, some of the yeah. actresses. So people really love this franchise. I honestly haven't seen like the last four. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But I get why people like it. But it's it's kind of silly. Like, he's in the Charger. It looks like the climax of the film. He just took out the helicopters. And he's, Toretto's in the front seat driving. And he goes in the walkie-talkie. He's like, you can never break up my family. Does and he really? Yeah, I stopped watching the On a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but it's so funny. Um, and it looks like they... Family. Once they, they've Since 5, I think, they've... It looks like they've taken a lot of inspiration from the Mission Impossible franchise, and it looks like this one, they, they're literally lifting like locations from the last Mission Impossible film, and it looks like a lot of the same areas in, in locales where these action sequences are taking place. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, very, very reminiscent of uh, MI6. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another great trailer we should talk about is Air. This is the latest film from Matt Damon and (laughs) Ben Affleck. (laughs) This is a biopic about the true story of the creators of the Nike shoe uh, who pitched the shoe to Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's, it looks incredible. It looks great. And Sonny, I can't remember his last name, but he, he designed the Air Jordans for decades. And like he came up with all the iconic, memorable designs of each iteration of the Jordan, of the Air Jordan. And it looks fascinating. I, ben Affleck's directing this film. 
he did, they didn't write it, but they. it's great to see them collaborating. They just did the last duel a couple years ago. I love seeing them on screen together. They have like, unbeatable chemistry, but Ben's a very good director. He's made some excellent films, so I'm looking forward to see... I'm always looking forward to see the next film that he directs, you know what I mean? I, I love him as an actor, but I like him better as a director, for sure. So he's, he plays Sonny Vaccaro, Matt Vaccaro, Damon, and then yeah. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight. Viola Davis plays Jordan's mother, Dolores Jordan, so it's going to be so cool to see... These characters. Chris Tucker looks like he's got a great role. Looks in like he's playing way. the agent for Michael Jordan. Marlon Wayans. This cast is so so good. Gustav Skarsgård, one of the scars. You gotta get one of the Swedes <laughs> in get there. One of them. <laughs> so what's interesting though is there's Michael Jordan's not gonna appear in the film at all as a character. Well, he probably shouldn't because of the time it takes place and he'd yeah. be so young. Yeah, because Jason was... Bateman's got a big role in it as well. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought it was interesting. It's an interesting choice not to show Jordan at all. Not a young version of him. Not there. He's not even written in the film. It's just uh, all gonna be. The business dealings at the headquarters, talking to his parents, trying to make the deal, and he's not even going to be featured in any scenes. I kind of like that, and I'm really excited about it. It looks great. I love I love movies like this. It's mm-hmm. such a fascinating story, and it changed sports forever. So it's actually a really cool idea for a film. Now, moving on to some other stuff. AMC Theaters recently announced that they will be changing their ticket pricing they'll offer three different types of pricing in their theaters they'll have the cheapest prices which will be like up fronts in those early i mean front up front rows we we'll got have, it yeah <laughs> <laughs> standard pricing will be like on the sides and in the back but then we have the premium pricing seating which will be in the middle in the best rows yeah so they'll go up like a dollar for those and go down in the front and be the same will it the, be a dollar is that what it is they said just about a dollar or two that's what i that's what i guess i mean it's i mean I don't think that that's it's that big of a deal. It's just a buck. I think the reaction on online was obviously we gotta jump on top of this yeah. and bandwagon and I hate this and this evil corporation. AMC almost went out of business. Thank God for the stock boys and the and the gorillas <laughs> keeping them afloat. You especially. I, I, I as a part owner of AMC. <laughs> listen, listen, guys. It's been a while since I heard that. Listen, as a part owner of the company, we gotta keep the business alive. You and still have it. You still have the stock. Yeah, I still got the stuff. <laughs> 16 shares of AMC. Diamond hands, baby. <laughs> Should have sold on 70. I should have. <laughs> now it's at what, like 11? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. But I, I think this is, I think people overreacted, obviously, because it's what you do on social media. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. It's what it's for. You overreact. <laughs> like an extra dollar for premium seatings. I have no problem paying. You go to the movie theaters and you're paying $12 just for popcorn and soda. So I get it. I don't get the concessions because it's so expensive. I'll get a cup of water for free usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we walk up to the counter. Can we get, can we get two cups? Thanks. <laughs> They're always like, oh, these guys, <laughs> these motherfuckers. You don't want any popcorn? <laughs> we got the AMC stubs. No, and- it's ten thirty. I don't want popcorn. <laughs> I don't want a sausage. I don't, Thank want you a, very much. I don't want a double XL Pepsi. <laughs> I don't want nachos for a matinee. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it makes sense because they have to stay afloat. They have to keep. They have to change something up. If you don't want to pay an extra dollar, just sit on the side, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is, but it, it, from my understanding, it's not that big of a price difference. It's a dollar, maybe $2, but I also don't think it even affects if you have AMC Stubbs, which we have. That's what I was going to say. As a Stubbs member, I'm guessing we won't be affected because they're not going to change the deal where you have to end up paying more. So I'm also say, I'm also guessing that depends on the kind of theater. I think Dolby, they might add maybe an extra 2 bucks or IMAX screens and AMCs. 
then it might be like, oh, an extra two bucks to sit in the premium seating. But I'm guessing the standard theaters will all be a dollar extra, yes. which I don't think that's that big of a deal. It's I don't. not like they're saying every seat's five dollars more. Yeah. If you want to not pay an extra dollar, go down there. I get it, but it's it's a business. They got to stay afloat. Yeah. They almost went out of business again. Recently, and also, yeah. so like they, they they're trying to stay afloat. It's also a way of not raising ticket prices. Not so not everyone has to pay an extra amount of money. So keeping ticket prices generally the same, I think it, I think it, it it has pros and cons. I don't think it's a terrible thing. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think it's awful. It's not. I don't mind. I think I think people even if I didn't have well. stubs, I wouldn't mind paying just an extra dollar because I mean I'll see you in the premium seats, player. Let's people go. will spend twelve hundred dollars to see a, a concert, someone in a concert that they love. So it's like but they have to pay an extra dollar for a movie ticket. Ah! The world melts down. Well, that peaked. That's <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Elmo meme. Ah! <laughs> Everything <laughs> <The> on fire. <laughs> just pay the extra dollar. Uh, moving <laughs> on to Disney news, we got a ton from the Mouse Corporation, which. Uh, on a on a good news, the good news is do good news first. Ant Man the Wasp comes out this week. Quantum Mania. Anthony's gonna go see it in IMAX at their HQ. I will be out of town, so I'll be seeing it on my own somewhere else. I hope Anthony enjoys his time there. Thanks, uh, man. That's really I'm nice me- of you to I'm, say. Yeah, I'm medium excited about this movie. Again, it seems like the recent trailers, like Fast X, Ant Man, and something else. I've seen the whole movie in the trailer. It feels like we've talked about this before, yeah. like last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So I wish they didn't give away so much in the trailer because it would pique my interest more. But then Disney, they are cutting 7,000 jobs. Bob Iger just came in. He's cutting 7,000 jobs to try and save over $5 billion pretty instantly on income. How many jobs did Twitter cut? Like 4,000? I can't remember. Earlier this year? Quite a bit. And then Warner Brothers cut cut a ton. Man, it's crazy. So... But I, I think Warner Brothers and, and Disney is more related. They're more relevant and yeah. they're more have to do with each other because they're entertainment corporations. Mm-hmm. And so this is clearly showing that Disney's been in decline the last few years. It, obviously, we're learning that Disney Plus was not the success they were hoping to be because they lost over 2 million subscribers in the last two quarters off Disney Plus. And since they launched in 2019, Bob Iger has announced Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, and Zootopia 2. Go into the hits, try to get that revenue up. But it's clear that Disney did not do very well in 2021. Post-pandemic. Or in in 2022, they took a lot of hits in 2022. Meanwhile, Universal is flying high with Tom Cruise. Top Gun. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. But it's clearly because the box offices for their Disney movies, they had five or six theatrical releases in 2022. They made a lot, some of them made a lot of money on the surface. But again, when you're factoring in splitting ticket prices with Movie theaters and venues, they're getting a cut of every single ticket. So really the only very profitable film that Disney was involved in the last year and a half is No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. And that was a Sony film. They only got 25% of the profit from that movie, that box office. Thor Love and Thunder did pretty decent. Their other Marvel movies did pretty decent. Doctor Strange did good. Doctor Strange probably did the best. Yeah, that was their most profitable project of all Mm -hmm. of them, including No Way Home for Marvel and Disney. Mm -hmm. The other projects in terms of the animated films and the other uh, Marvel movies... Not so much. These movies have to make a boatload of money just because the budget's two fifty. You got to add in another fifty, easy for marketing. Then the off the books costs for the budget. You're looking at they need to make a they need to pass eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, they're also split, They're splitting profits with the theaters in the screening. So they have to do, they have to double their they have to double their investment and then some to break even. Like so, if one of their movies, especially like a Marvel movie, makes six hundred million dollars. 
that's not really a good deal for Disney. Yes, that's, that's not yeah. what they're hoping for. And barely breaking even on those kinds of films. And what's the point of making a $400 million movie if you're not making a ton of profit? So even though these movies on the surface, you see that box office, it's very sexy, over 500 mil. That's not what Disney wants because, again, they're splitting profits with theaters. And they have to put so much into these movies in terms of budget production costs and then marketing costs are outrageous for the marvel movies as well and the thing is a publicly traded company like this they have to put their shareholders first because they depend on shareholder investment and so the shareholders are extremely unhappy and they have to gear their trajectory to try and improve the profit and try to make the film the company profitable again otherwise they will lose more investors so they are just going towards the safe choices for the next few years i would say just to generate some profit make the shareholders happy and keep them from jumping ship toy story 5 here we go <laughs> i thought they wrapped it up here so we well go number again f- again again number four was great it was really up. good it was really good I, I get it but and also bob Iger said that he stopped isaac perlmutter from firing kevin feige recently he was the marvel chairman the marvel chairman yeah he wanted the film producer gone as early as 2015 that's crazy Maybe he didn't like Feige controlling so much, even though Feige was oftentimes right about what he was doing. That's interesting to hear that that he was thinking that that early on because they hadn't even come out with the with the End Game in Infinity War yet, which were such huge successes. Yeah, it was just Ultron was the last Avengers movie at that time. He probably had the same taste in his mouth after seeing Ultron as me. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of y'all love it, but I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, I hate I, I, Ultron. That was a terrible movie. It was so bad. But clearly, Disney. They're not doing well. Their streaming platform is not doing super well. They There are rumors that they might be shipping out of some of their original Disney Plus content to other streamers and licensing them to sh- play their content on those other platforms. That's just a rumor for right now, but th- they're looking at ways to save money and make money ASAP because they lost a ton in the last, last yeah, six yeah. months, let alone two years. But they have some big releases this year. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is going to be a big one for them it's very important for them because it's also one of them it's the eighth most expensive movie ever made really of all time so that budget just kept ballooning and ballooning and it so, seems like it was in production for over a year yeah and then post pandemic they were doing stuff it seems like they just invested a, sh- a a ton of money in this and so for indiana jones and five they're they're hoping I'm guessing for a billion dollars because the investment is at 360 million right now. I don't see it making a billion. That's I, what I was saying I last week. Indie. Yeah, yeah, I was saying indie doesn't indie doesn't, indie doesn't pull the young crowd. So I I guessing 750 will be the tops for that movie. We'll see, but it has to have good word of mouth. Yeah. You know, just because it's a Disney film, big production, just because it's an indie movie doesn't mean it's gonna guarantee even a 750 box office. It has to be a really good movie, and this is the fourth film in a beloved characters franchise, and yeah. people want Disney to do its service. The thing is, with all the indie movies, they have all been massive successes, but even if you adjust for inflation, they don't make a billion dollars. The best they've one always, was they've Raiders. Al- yeah, they've always grossed, like, adjust for inflation, it would be like six to seven hundred million in today's dollars. So they've never been that huge success of a billion. Compared to what we're used to. So I don't, I think that Indiana Jones looks like it might barely break even. It could possibly lose Disney money because of how be big great. It, yeah. it has to be great. Yeah. So we'll see. If it's great, it can make a bill. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, 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 I mean, I just don't see Indy having the pull for the younger crowd. Yeah, I get that for sure. I just I don't see that. it. They're going to milk him one last time. <laughs> you got one left in you, Harrison? Just write me a check. <laughs> How many zeros are on it? <laughs> All right. Moving on to three origin stories. Origins! 
It's all the same character, though. Same verse. Same. So, you know, last week we announced that there's going to be a Dexter Origins TV series. Remember, Anthony? Oh, I remember. Uh, they're just going to go and do... Basically, we talked about how in the show they did all the flashbacks, so they already did the origin story in the goddamn show, but they're going to make a new show about Dexter Origins. But now they're <laughs> in, they're increasing the, the verse of Dexter. The Trinity Killer is going to get his own origin story. My God. And then Dexter's son's origins is going to continue... Based off that recent season of Dexter that they had, so it's gonna, so it's gonna, okay, so it's gonna be Dexter Origins, Dexter's Sons Origins, which is New Blood too, and then Trinity Killer Origins. My God, and Trinity Killer was the best part of the Dexter show. He was the best villain, played by John Lithgow. Really disturbing serial killer, and I, I, underrated in terms of villains on television and just like in narrative. Like he was really terrific in that season. Obviously, they're not going to have Lithgow play Trinity because Trinity was a serial killer who spanned decades. And then when he came up on Dexter's radar, he had been a seasoned killer doing it for many years. So they'll obviously hire a younger actor and because Lithgow is getting, he's in his 70s, I believe. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't have an interest in watching Trinity Killer Origins because the appeal of the show was Dexter. And if Dexter's not in the show, I mean, what's the appeal of it? I mean, Michael C. Hall is not involved in any of these projects. Yeah. It seem like. Yeah, I mean, Michael C. Hall as Dexter was... Dexter. Like, that's why the show worked. He was fantastic, and he was absolute perfect casting. And his performance as Dexter, especially in the first few seasons, was really remarkable. And he got nominated and won a ton of awards, deservedly so. And he, just, he, became, he became a star because of it. I just don't see... I don't have the interest in watching the Dexter-verse without Michael C. Hall. That's, that's what I say. It's becoming a little much. Yeah. It's a serial killer that they've created a verse out of. Mm -hmm. I get it. Showtime's going to hold on to what they got. <laughs> Showtime's like, we don't got shit. <laughs> we got Dexter. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to gossip and rumors in the movie world, which has been making the rounds on Twitter the last few days. Rumors are there's an older Batman in the DCU who's they're They're obviously the brave and the bold will be like the Bat family. Yeah. There's rumors that... A previous Batman, not Michael Keaton, will be Batman the Brave and the Bold, which I think is complete BS. So the James Gunn DC Studios film? DCU. They're saying that it's going to be a previous actor as Batman in the, in the new Brave one. and Beyond. Yeah, and then everyone's like, is Christian Bale coming back? Christian Bale might be coming back for Batman. Christian Bale is not going to come back as Batman in the DCU, not without Christopher Nolan, and probably even if Christopher Nolan was somehow involved in the DCU going forward, I don't think he'd do it. Also, Damian Wayne was going to be the lead character of the Brave and the Bold um, films, and I believe. Mm -hmm. And he's the son of Bruce and Talia. And Talia got killed, so I don't see how that can make any sense. Unless in terms she had a secret son. Of Bruce's? Somehow. His name's Damian Wayne, so... It's Bruce and it's Damian Wayne is Bruce and Talia's son. No, I know, son. I know. So it's going to be a, a different iteration yeah. of the characters. So it doesn't make any sense that... Christian Bale's Batman, Bruce Wayne, would be involved in this story. I don't think Chris Nolan's going to come back to the Batman verse at all. I think he, or the DC verse at all. I think he finished his time with comic books. He made his trilogy. He concluded it so well at The Dark Knight Rises. That story's over. The character's done. Bruce Wayne is in freaking Italy hanging with, with Selena Kyle doing who knows what. They're living on Lake Cuomo right now on a boat. He's on a boat in Lake Cuomo, okay? He's not going back to Gotham. Living it up. He's living the life being a billionaire in Italy. Now, Chris Nolan has been reported to a meeting with James Gunn and Safran about 
stuff with the DCU. My guess is they were feeling Chris Nolan out on if he'd be interested in directing something or even asking his advice, advice on yeah. how to go forward with it because he was so invested in the lore for so long and he knows so much about Batman. Obviously, they do too, but the guy made three incredible Batman movies. So I'm sure they were just like picking his brain like what do you think about this we want to kind of go in the direction maybe you were going with with your trilogy maybe get out of like the super dark gritty that was happening with the DC under Zack Snyder which I liked a lot it was great but also mind you Nolan produced Man of Steel Mm -hmm. and the first um, I believe he produced Batman versus Superman is what he produced as well so he was involved in DC films outside of just his movies he was kind of like the godfather of the early DCEU you know what I mean (laughs) so I think they were just picking his brain about what to do because he's a really great producer and filmmaker so why not get him in the room for an hour and talk to him about your future plans for the DCU? But there's no way Christian Bale is coming back as Batman, especially not without Christopher Nolan. And Christopher Nolan wouldn't even get involved in the DCU because he'd have studio oversight, which he absolutely hates. Yeah. He only is making movies that he wants to make and gets complete control. Yeah, and then Christian Bale, he was asked in an interview when he was doing press for Amsterdam, He said, and he was asked, will you come back as Batman? And he said he would only come back as Batman if Chris Nolan was making it so that, it'd have to that, be outside of the verse yeah because when you have an averse movie you have to incorporate what the studio wants for all the other verse connections yeah and i don't i don't want christian bale back i would i'm happy to see a new batman iteration in the upcoming franchise they have they're in the plans of making so i don't i mean obviously spider-man no way home put that idea into everyone's heads of reuniting all these actors who have played the character before and putting them into one scene it would be fun I mean, it'd be really cool, but I, I just don't see it happening. I don't see that there's any truth to this. To this, uh, just click, gossip. It seems like clickbait to me. But I mean, yeah. hey, we could be wrong. It could. We could see the movie next this later this year, and Christian Bale ends up showing up. Like, who knows? Who the fuck knows? I'm Batman. Where are the drugs going? Where's Rachel? <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, some more trailers. We have one for Strays, which looks hilarious. It's a new dog live action film with obviously voice Talking actors. Dog. It's yeah. about these the stray dogs. One's the lead played by Will Ferrell. And it's a path of revenge for them. It's basically Strays except revenge. I mean, uh, Homer Bound except dogs getting revenge. And they're going to get revenge against who he thought was his owner who treated him like crap. To bite his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Super Bad meets Homeward Bound. The voice yeah. cast is terrific. Will Farrell, Jamie Foxx lead this movie. It is laugh out loud. Plus, the great punny dog humor in this is excellent. If you have a dog, watch the trailer. You will laugh your butt off. It looks very silly. And next up, 65, the new Adam Driver dinosaur film. Let's go! Released uh, their Super Bowl trailer online before Sunday. Probably to get, I think, because there's going to be so much. So many other more anticipated films. People are going to get nachos and stuff while the commercial breaks. So I think they just want to get people, they want to separate themselves from the big, the other big movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus you're paying $7 million. Might as well reset It's also, yeah, it's like the only new property of all of them. And so it's actually a really cool trailer. I have uh, high hopes for this film. It looks like great action. It looks like, I mean, Adam Driver shooting dinosaurs sounds like a really fun time. And also, there's a really cool reference to Alien in the trailer. I'm not going to spoil it, but they did a really clever job of doing that. And I think this looks like it could be 
a lot of fun and a surprise hit this year, but we'll find out. I'm ecstatic. This year's going to be full of great action-adventure movies. You all know how excited we are for Mission Impossible and some of these others coming up. Yeah, like indie, this, yeah. This one was flying into the radar until I saw a trailer for it. You showed me, like, dude, you got to watch this trailer. <laughs> and I was like, this looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, finally, a dinosaur movie outside of the Universal Jurassic Park franchise. No one's really been able to come up with a unique, fun idea or actually pull something off outside of that. Yeah. And I get it. They kind of had a monopoly on the dinosaur movies and content. And they for kind, a while. In, in a way, they figured out the only way to make dinosaurs work was to just bring them into our life because humans didn't live with dinosaurs exactly. on the planet. But this is so clever. Like a space expedition goes into a long journey, distance from mass distances from Earth, and then. They end up on a planet they think is an alien planet, but it's just Earth 65 million years ago. It's so brilliant, and Adam Driver looks excellent as an action lead. I don't think he's ever done an action movie like this before. Never. But he looks so capable. He's a former Marine, so he clearly knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle weaponry, and it looks like it's paid off to finally like maybe wait patiently, get your acting chops together, and get so well-respected critically around the world with your acting that jump into action roles finally. And he probably saw this and thought, this is freaking awesome. I'm doing this. Yeah, but also I'm guessing, I mean, you're not going to pass up working with all the directors he's worked with. So it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't like, I'm going to, I'm going to, make these movies first i'm just i just think he never got a good action script plus i'm sure yeah but also like i'm sure when act when uh casting directors find out oh what are your interests or what are your special skills you're a former marine oh we'd love to put you here's a, a i'm sure he got lots i'm sure you know he got I mean? lots of offers lots of soldier yeah. offers which he seemed to turn down it seems and never did in his career it seems so this yeah. looks freaking awesome sign me up and then Scream 6, they haven't dropped their trailer, which will be coming out during the Super Bowl, but they j did release a new poster, and it's a really fun design, very colorful, and really illustrates home and hammers home the point that this is New York City. It's a fun design for a Scream poster. Why, why don't you describe the design? It's colorful. It's like got neon... Okay, let me. It's yeah. it's it's, it's, the, it's, a, it's the knife. A, is, he's holding a knife, stabbing down into the city, and the knife is a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Really fun. Because that's yeah. People are listening. You're like, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I guess I didn't actually specifically <laughs> say what it was. So Ghostface is stabbing the ground. It's a skyscraper with the city, and then also the other trailer. I mean, the other post they released is a subway map, which is really cool. Yeah. So in I the think shape of the face. The marketing campaign yeah. so far has been really excellent for Scream Six. Yeah, and they're showing that this looks like it's going to be different. And I'm, I'm very based on the marketing. I'm looking forward to seeing the trailer. Well, that's what the trailer says. It's like, I'm not a, I'm not those other Scream movies. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a cool Scream, scream movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny tweet. And speaking of '90s joke. slashers, thanks, man. Um, I know what you did last summer. They have a sequel in development, obviously, because they're watching Scream and their success. So they're like, we can do it, too. Um, yeah, but Scream never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last summer. They just stopped making them years ago. And they tried. There was a spinoff series, remember? Yeah. A TV show. Last year on yeah. Amazon Prime, and nobody watched it. It was apparently really bad. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> because. Shut up and just watch it, Anthony. <laughs> We have a new trailer for a Guy Ritchie film. He's got one mov a movie coming out this year already, but he's got another film in the works that's coming out soon called The Covenant, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. This was written by the Wrath of Man director alongside regular collaborators Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davis. Centers on Jake Gyllenhaal's Army Sergeant John Kinley, who ends up being rescued by his interpreter when on tour in Afghanistan. When a tour in Afghanistan is derailed by an IED, when Kinsley learns that his savior is now himself in danger, and the U.S. government will do nothing to, but nothing to intervene, he's faced with the prospect of taking on the Taliban alone to rid himself of the figurative hook his experiences have left him with. I love 
Jake Gyllenhaal pairing with Guy Ritchie. This is such a cool collaboration. These two guys who I'm sure Jake would, anyone would love to work with Guy Ritchie. We're huge fans of him. So, and it's cool to see him do it in a, a movie outside of the gangster genre. It looks like a cool trailer too. I like the trailer he's, he's a lot. Done yeah, four of his last five movies have been gangster movies besides Aladdin. So yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, that's who. I mean, it's in so his is, DNA. It's his blood. It's in his DNA. It's in your blood. It's in your blood. <laughs> you won't make a fool of yourself. It's in your blood. Young, youngest director in a century. <laughs> DC Studios released the official Flash poster featuring Barry Allen, Barry Allen standing inside the Batcave with a battering on top of the image. It looks like a lot of fun and a great tease for Michael Keaton. My curiosity is peaked once again. I'm telling you, I think think the Flash is going to be really good. I'm telling you. I think it's going to be fantastic. I saw the poster. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. This (laughs) looks sick. (laughs) My man, Luther, his Netflix movie is coming out very soon. Luther, the Fallen Sun trailer. I don't know if any of you have watched that TV show starring Idris Elba, but they're making a film and the trailer just dropped for it a couple days ago. My man Lufa is back, mate. It yeah, looks bro. Better believe it, bro. sick. I love this character. I love the show. Check it out. But the movie comes out soon. I'm very excited. I just watched Beast last night, and I really liked it. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. And I was like, that was pretty cool. It's it pretty was pretty sick. fun. It was just a good time. It's Cujo with the, with the lion. Yeah, Cujo with the lion. And I, I actually really thoroughly enjoyed it. Next up, Hugh Jackman released an image on Instagram showcasing he is pumping iron. Huge Jackman. Getting ready to be Wolverine once again for Deadpool 3. That dumbbell he's curling is bigger than my body. Yeah, Yeah, it's impressive at his age to be be, uh, putting so much work in again. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in action as Logan. And it looks like his training regimen is going to be a six-month process to really size up and try to... I think his main goal is to look bigger and more imposing than Ryan Reynolds, who's in fantastic shape himself. And also, he's always been so absolutely ripped in Wolverine recently. I think he's going the route of just getting as big as possible, which we haven't really big seen. Big and brawny. Yeah. yeah. That's less, kinda, cut, less cut. It's more accurate to Wolverine the comics. Yeah, I guess, but he's, he's al- much shorter in the comics he's always, well. But he's always been a skinny guy. Who, Hugh? Slim, you know what no, I mean? No, no, but I mean, like, less ripped. Like, the last couple times, he's, like, gotten—it's just— Muscle and skin. Yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah. He's just absolutely shredded. I don't know. His veins are popping in that photo. It looks like he's still cut. He's 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 in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> Not us, man. Not us. He, Steven Spielberg has been doing a, a lot of great press recently for the award season circuit. He and he, he revealed that he was in talks to direct the first Harry Potter film, but he turned it down to spend time with his family because he and his wife had just had a couple of kids and. He had done. He basically said he had, he did so many big studio movies and movies that families and audiences loved. He did, and he felt like it's time for me to really be a father for a period of time and really focus on family. So, even though he was in heavy talks to direct the first film in the Harry Potter franchise, he ended up turning it down to be with his family and to just be a father for a few years instead of just directing the next big movie then the next big movie so i thought it was interesting and around that time he did make a couple of my favorite movies of his where he did catch me if you can and he did um minority report so i'm actually glad he didn't do the harry potter franchise for those reasons plus he was going to do an animated where they were in talks well to i do think it. he was in talks to do and anim- i think when they first approached him he was like we should do this animated and then i'm sure that because uh the, the producer of the harry potter films what's his friggin david harbour who got the rights and he David Heyman David Heyman thank you David, David Harbour yeah, sorry David Heyman 
Stranger Things. He was he was he really was the the overarching basically showrunner of the Harry Potter franchise. He doesn't get his due or any credit really, but David Heyman bought the rights. He hired everybody. He was and he also was in charge. He basically helped hire Radcliffe. Like he spearheaded hiring Radcliffe. And so I'm sure Heyman wouldn't have ever let it be animated. So I'm sure they got to the point where they're like, hey, I like your input, Spielberg, but we want this to be live action. And so I'm sure they got to that point in yeah. negotiations. And as much as I love the first two movies that Chris Columbus did, can you imagine if Spielberg did them? <laughs> Holy crap. Holy well, crap. Well, I mean, it, I mean, would it have been that much different? I mean, John Williams did the score. Columbus already worked with Spielberg quite a bit. I feel like it's similar still, voices. I still, I feel like it still would have felt the same because it does feel like a like a Spielberg I mean, yeah. adventure. But Columbus isn't. I mean, I love Chris Columbus, but he's not near the director of Spielberg. But it, I think he still did a, a perfect job with the first. It two. seemed like he was just trying to make a Spielberg adventure. Yeah, movie now that exactly. you look back on it. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have been too much different because their styles in terms of directing are so similar when it comes to the childhood films they make. Yeah, exactly. Next up, decision to leave Park Jan Wook's film became movie's most streamed movie in North America, which is really incredible news to hear that people are actually watching an international movie that didn't do super well at the box office in North America, but it's the most streamed movie on that platform, which is awesome. Yeah, movies are a really cool platform. They, they show a lot of independent and international cinema on that platform. Next up, Vin Diesel has announced that he is to star and produce Riddick Furia, the third film in his Riddick franchise David Twohy, who wrote and directed the first two, will write and direct this film as well. I I liked Riddick. I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't see the second one. The Chronicles of... Wait, no. Yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick, I've right? I've seen both. Yeah. What was the first one called? Riddick. It was just called... No, the second one was Riddick. The first one was Chronicles of Riddick. I didn't no, see... No, no, I'm pretty sure it's just Riddick than Chronicles of Riddick. Uh-huh. Chronicles of Riddick was the bigger one. Oh, the sequel? Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, I thought they were they were pretty cool. I never was very impressed by them. I thought they they were a cool mythos and yeah. a cool idea for a new sci-fi space movie. Really cool creatures designs and the concept of like the eyes and everything like that. Eyes. So I, I think it's cool. Um, family, family. At the end of the day. Also, what's his name is the villain in Chronicles of Riddick from the boys? Who? What's his friggin' name? Billy Butcher. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's the villain. I, was, I thought Chronicles of Riddick was so cool when I was a kid. Yeah, I we. I mean, it. we loved it as kids, and I watched it as an adult like years ago, but I was like 19, 18, and I was like, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm kind of lukewarm about this news. I, I'm, I, don't, I mean, I don't mind it, but I'm not very interested in it. Viola Davis has achieved EGOT status. She won a Grammy to go with her Emmy, Oscar, and Tony Award. She won the Grammy for voicing her new audiobook so congratulations to viola davis i actually when i was recently on a run in la i saw a plain message that uh-huh. was congratulating viola davis oh, on her cool. egot so she must live like within like a 10 mile radius of us she lives next door yeah <laughs> <laughs> she definitely doesn't. There, there are no mansions around here <laughs> only 18 people are egot winners now so she's in a very small class of uh, entertainers, so very impressive. Netflix has launched their new anti-password sharing measures. They changed this up real quick. Yes, <laughs> they've, they've re- released it in a few countries around the world. They're basically, I think, testing the waters. And they've also adopted a new sharing password fee. So if you want to share your password in these areas, in these countries, to share your password with another account, it's going to cost about $8 per person, roughly. Roughly, so, so that's what that's what they're trying to go with. Whereas, like, okay, you don't need to have an account to use this password, but you need to pay a fee. 
Yeah. We'll see how it works. Yeah. Owen Wilson is in a new trailer for a painting comedy. Oh, wow. A little quirky indie comedy called Paint. He plays a kind of Bob Ross painter. He doesn't play Bob Ross, but obviously the design and characters. Heavily inspired. Yeah. Based on yeah. Bob Ross, pretty <laughs> so much. much. So it looks like a silly, fun indie adventure. Yeah, it looks cute. It looks cute. Oh, wow. Wow. And then for all you you fans, season four just premiered on Netflix last night. I know a lot of people who have been hotly anticipating the series, so it's time to binge you season four if you want to. If you want. If you, you. want. Oh, now, wow. tonight, Super Bowl is playing and airing. We'll be watching that and checking out all the new movie trailers that are coming out. Monday, our episode tomorrow is going to be terrific. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a preview on Oppenheimer, Chris Nolan's new film. Everything we know, we break it down for like an hour. It's such a great chat. Tuesday, we'll be reacting to specifically the Flash trailer as soon as that drops during the Super Bowl. We're going to make sure you get our immediate thoughts on it as well as, you know, discuss the Super Bowl and stuff like that and have some fun chatting. Wednesday, weekly chat. Thursday is going to be an awesome episode on Michael Mann's 1995 classic, Heat, we're finally talking about one of the greatest crime movies of all time. Don't miss that at all. And then we'll be back for the weekend for more stuff. It's going to be a fun week. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Chiefs. I'm going Eagles. Chiefs. I think J- it's Jalen Hurts here. We'll see. I think he's he's really fantastic. Well, it ain't the Cowboys year. <laughs> Never is. Never is. We damn boys. Sorry, Cowboys fans. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. No, no. No, listen. It's a, it's a thing that like every year is the Cowboys year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. this is our year. <laughs> you just kick them while they're down, huh? <laughs> Although, yeah, they blew it in the playoffs. Man, they, they did I feel it. bad for the Cowboys fans. I yeah, feel, I feel bad. It's just a tumultuous team, man. It's never, it's never, their, never their year. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. <laughs> they don't have Troy Aikman, man. When they had Troy Aikman, yeah, eh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into Movie News. Become a a patron at Patreon.com/slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. You know the link, everybody, and you know the show. We appreciate y'all so much. See you next time. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well, notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.